Hey, and welcome to episode 12 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, the podcast where we can exclusively reveal that, yes, Mabel was supposed to be the third man, Brandon. And I'm the third wheel a lot of the times. There's only two of us on this podcast, so how, how the hell are you the third wheel? You know how it goes. <laughs> it gets lonely sometimes out here. Ah, we... None of this podcast makes sense, but that's okay. <laughs> so, Brandon, speaking of not making sense, I, I do like to start off the podcast usually with a story about how you just make no sense whatsoever. You come over for SmackDown. I see a quesadilla in your hand, and I'm thinking, you know, you're making up for a couple of weeks ago when I said, hey, this guy didn't bring me a quesadilla, so I had to go to Taco Bell. Not only do, is it not for me. But you proceed to walk into the house, head straight to the bathroom with said quesadilla, and lock the door. What the hell was that about? Well, you know, I had the food. And I figured, you know what? This guy, he's probably had food already. It's pretty late. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to eat this in the car. It's I was starving, the cold. just so you all know. So I figured, you know, I'll just eat it inside. Right. But, oh, okay. Yeah. So when I got inside, I was like, oh, crap. I should probably use the restroom before we start watching Raw. We sat there for two hours with a full I bladder. Raw. Yeah. You raw. You came up for SmackDown. You... Oh, sorry. SmackDown. Oh, you didn't even know what show we saw because <laughs> you didn't even see it. You fell asleep again. No, no, no. I, I was awake for most of it. Yeah. But, yeah. So I was like, Except like I don't the part where there. they were announcing fifty percent off WWE shop, and a hundred percent of the sound I heard in the room was <laughs> <laughs> literally. You started I, snoring. Yeah, I don't know why I'm snoring now. I think I'm like angling my head funny or something. I got to no, straighten yeah, up. You definitely are. Like you used to fall yeah. asleep like like this. But yeah, that's how I need to do it. Yeah, but now you're doing this number right here. Yeah, it's so. not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like no snow point city. Up. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> Just my head and neck. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, I came in, and I was like, you know, I don't want to sit through the show with a full bladder. I was like, let me run to the restaurant. No, 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 Brandon, look, let me stop you there. Everyone on this, everyone that listens to this podcast knows why someone goes to the bathroom. I don't know if you know that. What we're questioning, me and all of our listeners are questioning, is why, and let me, let me set the scene. Brandon, past the kitchen, past the dining room table, past the room where we watch wrestling and proceeded to take his case idea into the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, it, it was in a container. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to just randomly put this down somewhere. I'm, like, I'm going to be quick. Just let me run in and do what I got to do. Pop back out and start chowing right. down. So here's the thing. If God forbid you pass away before me. Okay. And hopefully in old age, I would like in your will for you to donate your brain to me so that I can study it. Because I have no idea what went through your mind. There's a damn dining table there. And I don't know if you remember, I asked you, like, why'd you take it into the bathroom? You're like, I didn't, I didn't know if you'd be cool with me putting it on the dining table. I, I'm not used to food being on my dining table, Brandon. I didn't know it was a big deal. I was just, you know, just use the bathroom really quick. Get to watching the show. I'm sorry I weirded this, you out. <laughs> this is just a confusing week for me as a wrestling fan. Because 
I don't even know where to start with this. I'm I try to make this podcast very positive, and I have to admit something to you guys. There is nothing positive I can say about Monday Night Raw this week. You didn't come over for Raw, so usually what happens is when you don't come over for Raw, I expect the most amazing episode in the world. What I got was an abortion of an episode that I I thought everybody was exaggerating. So I didn't see it live. I saw it maybe like 10 o'clock. Like 10 o'clock, I started watching it. And I'm like, everybody's exaggerating because I hear that this is the worst episode ever. And I, yeah. I it starts off pretty good. And I'm like, there's no way it gets bad. And then it gets worse. This still ain't bad. And it gets worse. By the end of Raw, I was pretty much asleep. Me, me, I was asleep. You fell asleep then the Raw? Pretty much. Yeah, there seems to be like consensus on the internet that uh, this is a bad episode. Well, you know me well strong with it. I'm like, wow. Yeah, you know me well enough to know that usually I'm really critical of people just shitting all over the product, and I'm usually like, well, but I see the positive, and this is how it happened. No, none of that for me this week. Absolutely none of it because I was like appalled to be a wrestling fan this week. Um. Raw just put me in a bad place. Bad, bad place. <laughs> Wait, you had to like Drake Mad right taking a leak of Bobby Roode's so road. Here's the thing. I actually see the positive in one or two little things that they did. I th- I actually thought that was a good way to rectify him being himself. Okay. Was like, all right, I'm gonna piss all over your robe. Like, screw you. A- and for any fans who are saying, well. You see, the Attitude Era was 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 this and that, and, and look at the new era. It's so hokey. I'm sorry. Didn't Austin make Mr. McMahon pee himself in the Attitude Era? Like, are you, didn't DX pee on, like, was it the Undertaker's motorcycle? Like, are you forgetting these things? Or do people want to glorify the Attitude Era as if they didn't do some really crazy and hokey things in the Attitude Era, too? It's true. And, I mean, how about best in the world, Dolph Ziggler? Intercontinental champ Seth Rollins putting on another five-star classic. I'm gonna sound like AC from New York or whatever. By the way, he he decided to mention my name on his podcast, so he better put some respect on my name. Wait, and, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what's going on, man? Why are you guys calling well, each other out? The thing is, I think he for some reason thinks I think this was a good episode of Raw. And I commented on some one of his things, and I was just like, dude, you just bitch about everything. <laughs> it's like basically you, you, he bitches about every single Raw and SmackDown. So it's like, why are you watching? Why are you watching something that you bitch about? This week, I understand. I get it. But like there's every episode is like, fucking Raw, you is a joke. You know, it puts you to sleep. And it's like, dude, What? He had the nerve to say the Survivor Series Go Home Raw was bad. That's the one where Becky Lynch got busted up. Me and you thought it was a great episode, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was great, man. That was and, awesome. A little invasion angle at the end. Thank you. And and he's been really critical of the fact that I like Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Now, what is it about Bobby Lashley that you like so much? So I... I think it's been really positive since he's turned heel, but really, honestly, the most positive thing about Bobby Lashley since he turned heel was Leo Rush. So it's mm. I'm more of a Leo Rush fan than I am Bobby Lashley. I think I think Lashley is just playing the role properly. 
you know, and he's getting into it. He's slowly but surely, like, I'm not saying he's like a finished product, but he's slowly but surely tapping into something, adding sunglasses, adding the vest, healing it up a little bit. So like, I guess like with me, it's like, I can see the, the pieces coming together. So I'm not saying he's like amazing by any stretch of the, of the imagination, but I think like we'll get there. Do you think Leo Rush has enough in him to sort of make Bobby Lashley a poor man's Lesnar? I would say soon. a poor man's Lesnar because I think I think Leo Rush is is a has a completely different dynamic than um, Paul Heyman. Um, but I think yeah, I think Leo Rush can hot shot him to the top. You know, and and that's what I'm saying. It's like you're gonna shit on me for trying to find the good in wrestling something that i've liked for my whole life like is that a wrong thing like i i'm not quote unquote like sucking wwe's dick because somebody i think said that on his instagram like oh i'm sick of people who suck wwe's dick oh i'm sorry that i like the product once in a while i didn't freaking like raw at all so it's 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 to show you that i'm not just gonna find the positive in wwe all the time but that's just how I try to live my life. Like, come on now, like find positive in something. I don't want to wake up every day and just bitch and moan. Anyway, that's enough ranting and enough mentioning his name on this podcast. He's, <laughs> like, he's my Eric Dampierre of this podcast. <laughs> Do you want to explain that joke before people wonder what the hell I'm talking about? So, so there, there's a basketball player, Eric Dampierre. Um, and in the TK basketball games, <laughs> He's bloody awful. <laughs> I think I was playing as the Miami, right? And uh, and like he couldn't hit a shot in the game. Yeah, and, and 2K, I want to say it was like two K nine or something. Basket, yeah, right. It was like two K uh, nine or ten or something, and he couldn't hit a shot. And so it just became like an inside joke of like the worst player on the team. I would say, oh, he's my damn Pierre. <laughs> oh dear, right? Who the? F- oh, wait, hold on. Every episode. Every episode. You're my damn Pierre of this podcast. <laughs> Wait, we're going to find out who this is. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Juan. Uh, hit, hit me up about, about the business. <laughs> yeah, we got a joke there. We have a, a, a mutual friend, and his wife's birthday was yesterday. So happy birthday to her, That's by right. the way. Happy birthday. The joke tell is, you the and it's not really a joke. No, it's not really a joke at all. I texted her happy birthday. You neglected to. You didn't even wow. send her an auto reply text to say, you know, I'm driving. You know, I it didn't. It doesn't auto reply when they uh, both send the text together when it's like a group text for some reason. So yeah, he they, they Wait, sent what does me. What have to do with his wife though? Well, they sent me a group text, like, or he sent it with her on uh, there. Okay. And so yeah, my my phone was dead, so I didn't see it at all, and a couple hours had actually gone by. And so when I recharged my phone, it didn't send the auto reply to him. <laughs> well, Brandon, it, it's pretty <laughs> obvious that you you don't care about this podcast. You just want to let your phone go off during <laughs> the podcast. This has been a weird week in wrestling. I have nothing positive to say about Monday Night Raw. Wait, wait. So, what about what about Dean Ambrose? How about that promo? What about Dean Ambrose? You know, <laughs> you know the internet, the wrestling community on Reddit. Like everybody calls him uh, when he was a babyface character and using all the wacky, goofy stuff. The the affectionate nickname that they called him was Uncle Dino. You know that weird uncle you have that just does weird shit. <laughs> so we saw the return of Uncle Dino, but just in a weird heel character this week. 
So the only people that he was a heel to this week were anti-vaxxers <laughs> because he was sitting there getting inoculations and saying like he doesn't want to go to uh where where the hell were they are you uh pro or, or anti-vax what i am is pro wrestling ah got it. Like that's it. right brandon so right. don't you twist my, well, my words all right i am pro wrestling i'm upset <laughs> should we even talk about raw should we get into it? Do you want to hear me rant for the first time? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much anger you got pent up about this episode. I do. A lot. I don't know if it's healthy, man. So the opening segment actually gave me hope. And I thought like, okay, this can't be a bad episode because I'm like, you know, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, like all of that stuff. I'm like, this is all right. This is advancing the storylines. So I'm like, it can't be that bad. Couldn't. I liked it. I liked the opening segment. Do you think they're going to switch up um, Baron Corbin with Alexa Bliss like soon, or are they just going to ride this out? No, I mean, later on in the episode, he appointed her like head of the women's division. So I think they're going to ride side by side, if anything. That's not a sad thing. So this sort of takeover for... Uh... Stephanie and H, which is cool because I mean, at least, at least that's one positive thing. It's like, we have some active wrestlers kind of like running the show. Like it it comes across well, which by the way, that's something I was critical of Michael Cole and Renee young were like, she's an active member of the roster. Like that's not fair for her to be in charge. Isn't Baron Corbin a freaking active member of the roster. Why are you not critical of him? I'm not sure they thought that out when they were just kind of like they didn't it out there. through whatsoever because they're like being critical of Alexa Bliss. And it's like, what you guys, well, you think Baron Corbin retired or something? He's still in matches. Like he's inserting himself. In fact, the storyline is that he is screwing over freaking Braun Strowman. So yeah, they really didn't think that one through. Yeah, that's just part one of why Ross sucked. <laughs> Dude, this, just so you know, this was the fourth worst rating in modern times wow i don't know what the hell that means by the way in modern times i don't know when oh when yeah when they're starting it but how was it not the lowest because it was so bad like i, I has have the ratings been just sort of low for the past sort of year a couple of years anyway like are we are we into like you know no, 94 ratings, territory like no i don't think that bad but you know again i mean we've touched on it but the ratings aren't everything um it doesn't necessarily reflect a, a bad product but in this case yes it does reflect a bad product because people <laughs> tuned out you can see the quarter lead like by the third hour people were tuned out I mean, when you got No Way Jose coming out, like that was that was end game for me. As soon as No Way Jose came out, like when he fight Ginger, I was like, okay, there's no saving this raw. It's done. Like he had to give Ginger the win. Me off, no, what pissed me off too is they had a huge build to Seth Rollins having an open challenge. And then out comes Dolph Ziggler for match 437 in their 500 part series. And it's like, even if they have a good match, it's like we've seen it. And it didn't help that it was a raw that everybody was already sleeping on. So it's like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like this, again, this is one of those episodes that just made me go me and I'm a diehard. Like, why am I watching wrestling right now? Like, should I tune out and come back in a couple of weeks? Would have been better if he challenged No Way Jose. What the hell kind of question was that? <laughs> or Tinder you know, wait, wait. You know what? I got an idea. I got an idea, Brandon. Since this was a crazy week in wrestling, 
And you, we can't do any worse in the world of wrestling. I got an idea. Since I'm so frustrated, and obviously I, I don't have the temperament to run this show right now, why don't we give you the reins right now? The Roman reigns, if you will. And why don't you be the host of this week's episode? And you, I'm the franchise player right now? Yeah, I'm giving you play-by-play. I'll be the color. Oh, my gosh. All right. So here we go. Brandon, go ahead. The show is all yours. Okay. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. This is uh, a Brandon for your thoughts podcast. (laughs) We're going to fill some time. It's nice and slow, you know. I was uh, looking at some Gail Kim pictures earlier. She's looking jacked. Um, also, you know who looks really, who's really sort of drawn me in? I didn't realize it. And then, like, I just looked at it again recently. I was like, gosh, I'm, she's doing it for me right now. Uh, Asuka. I mean, how about Asuka, mate? Speaking of which, we got Asuka somehow, miraculously, in this triple threat match for the first women's TLC match. I'm excited. How about you? So I guess the the context we should probably give people, and thanks for having me on your show, Brandon. Very, very nice of you to have me. Um, I guess the context uh, there is that uh, Becky Becky Lynch came back. We should probably mention that. Yes, and of then, course. Uh, Becky. And then, uh, the man. Becky coming back. The man coming back. Uh, the, she got booked in a TLC match with uh, Charlotte Flair. And then they had a battle royal later on in, in the show to fill the third spot. Uh, so this is the first women's TLC, uh, which is pretty friggin' awesome. I think it's like one of the last things, like one of the last first we got besides like first women's WrestleMania main event. So right. pretty hype. This is crazy, man. I, I think you almost you almost had to have Asuka in this match. Um, it was it was looking pretty grim there for for a while. They, it seemed like you kind of they were kind of you know moving on to the other uh, ladies on the roster, but. They got her in this match. I'm glad she's going to be a part of this match. And uh, I think they're going to steal the show, man, at this next pay-per-view. I think so. I mean, because the rest of the show is just god-awful as it is. <laughs> Wait, there's the SmackDown? Wait, did you at least like SmackDown more than uh, Raw? They did uh, a better Smackdown, job at the time. Than okay. Admittedly, this is one of those things where, like, you know, when you go in thinking negative thoughts, like, they manifest themselves. Like I wasn't expecting anything. I was done with wrestling after Raw, but SmackDown did did a good job. Like they did a good job. I look back and I'm like, you know what? They they actually did deliver. It was it was a pretty good episode, um, you know, for what it was. But I think it was just a good episode because Raw was so bad. <laughs> so by default, this is this is a great show, right? Well, I, you're right, you're right. Well, we at least have exciting things to look forward to. So, but. Now that we've talked a little bit about both shows, I actually kind of want to switch it up now. And okay. um, I actually kind of want to interview you, man, and ask you some questions. I mean, you're big league in it. Oh, you know, okay. okay. You want to you interview your boy. All right. Let no. me adjust myself here. All right. I'm not expecting this. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, really, I just, I'm trying to give material to the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other the other podcasters that you're calling out <laughs> see how you just need sound bites for them yeah, to use yeah, uh, yeah, against me all right cool yeah, got it like, yeah they're just gonna wreck you 
but uh <laughs> wow but uh but anyway yeah so you know you know you're you're a, you're a young kid going up you know you know you get with your your old man or maybe your older brother you know they get you some baseball cards maybe they get you some oh, hockey some, <laughs> some hockey gear you know you grow up you know, you're skating around the block you know okay. maybe you got a stick and a ball <laughs> What about growing up in the twenties? Yeah, you know you're playing, you're playing some baseball outside of the street. You didn't used to do that when you were a kid. What's the question? Well, what I'm trying to say is, all right, like you know, a, a normal kind of guy would sort of do that sort of thing, right? Uh, was that like you, but with wrestling? Like, <laughs> were your parents like did your parents like bring you up in wrestling like a parent would bring you up and say like you know try to get the kid into football or in the right. baseball or something like that did you come up that way sort of in wrestling like was it like a serious um, sort of legit sport no um actually i think my mom told me you know when i saw like Shawn michaels um you know but um i guess when she was pregnant with me um she said that I didn't really kick like a lot and move a lot, except when professional wrestling was on. So they used to watch like Hulk Hogan. I think they used to watch Saturday night's main event. And she said that I would kick like crazy in the womb um, whenever like Hogan and stuff came out. So like, you know, a lot of people say, you know, oh, I liked wrestling from the time I was born. I liked wrestling before I was born. Apparently, <laughs> um, you know, like, again, I was like a, a Hogan mark, apparently from what my mom says right away um so i always thought that was a cool story because it was just like okay so it was kind of just ingrained into me to like professional wrestling um and here's the kicker uh no pun intended <laughs> um i never really approached wrestling like it was real at least not not that i remember i always kind of knew it was acting so maybe that's why i have like the positive take on wrestling like i never had that moment like People tell you like, oh, it's eight years old. And I realized, hey, that punch didn't connect. I never had that. I never thought it was real. Like I, I knew it was fake and I still liked it. That's awesome. Now, you said, you know, you used to kick around the womb whenever uh, Hogan's music would hit. Were both your parents uh, huge wrestling fans? Or maybe their I parents? Wouldn't say, I wouldn't say huge, but they did, you know, like Hogan and Macho Man, like that warrior of that time period. Um, so they would put it on, like they would, they would watch, like I said, Saturday night's main event, WrestleMania's, things like that. So, so yeah. growing up, um, you know, their friends watch wrestling too. So we had tapes wow. laying around the house. Um, so that's how my first exposure was Saturday morning wrestling. And, you know, I, as in like first exposure in the sense of like me watching it myself, yeah. uh, Saturday morning wrestling, um, VHS tapes of like WrestleMania six, WrestleMania nine. SummerSlam 94. And uh I was lucky enough that my parents weren't like, oh, that's violent. Don't watch that. They they let me watch professional wrestling and, and I became obsessed. That's freaking crazy, man. You, you, so you you just always sort of just into it. What kept you sort of watching it? Um what what hooked you anyway when you, when you were able to sort of first, first watch it? Yeah, it's funny you, you say that. I never really thought about what hooked me. Like, I was just always hooked from the beginning. It, it's There was nothing in me that, like, I guess if I had to pinpoint something, um, 
Bret Hart was, and, and a lot of people get surprised when I say this, uh, Bret Hart was the guy that like was my guy. Like there are some pictures of me at Disney and I'm doing like his, his pose like that, you know, and I, something about Bret Hart and like seeing him give the glasses to the kids and stuff like that was my guy. And then that's, that quickly tr- uh, turned into Shawn Michaels being my guy. And uh, Shawn Michaels, I would say, is what like really hooked me into wrestling. Like there was no going back at that point. Like there was like a, okay, this is something I'm going to watch for the rest of my life. And um, my cousins, you know, I remember they were huge wrestling fans, you know, and I should mention that they, they were, they got me really into like a lot of the older stuff that was before my time. And I remember them saying like, oh, we don't really like it anymore though. You know, they fell out and they're like, it'll happen to you. And I remember back then thinking like, oh, it's not going to happen to me. And I knew that, like, I knew like my fandom was like, I can't imagine not being a fan. And I'm not just saying that, like, you know, I'm just like, I- I'm going to be a wrestling fan for the rest of my life. And I know it. Dang. All right. So you got into it through Bret Hart and sort of Shawn Michaels. What was it about Shawn Michaels that you know you like so much as a character as a performer you know it's weird you know hopefully i don't offend anybody when i say something it's like i i I feel like Shawn michaels was a guy i shouldn't have liked because he was like flamboyant and kind of like feminine almost like you know the way he was but there was something about him that captive that captivated me it was just like his athleticism mixed with like his like don't care attitude like i almost like admired that like he wasn't like just the average like he would wear long earrings and nobody was wearing that like (laughs) but do you know what you know what i mean like he didn't fit like the stereotypical mold of like this is what a man should be or this is what you know you should be like and i think i I really just like that he was just like an entertainer and he was himself and it was something that resonated with me it was just like you know i'm gonna be my own guy like i don't i don't really care what anyone else thinks i'm gonna be me whether somebody looks at me and says oh you're a bitch because you're this or, or whatever i'm like i'm comfortable with myself I'm, I'm comfortable with who i am and that's it so uh, i don't know Shawn michaels just had me i knew he was the best i was just every, every time i saw him on the screen i knew he was the best wrestler in the wwe how has it been you know uh, you know being a fan of Shawn michaels you know being able to sort of just watch his career over all this time you know and him returning you know, later and, you know, still going. I picked, I picked one of the best guys to like, because a lot of people, you know, they got into stone cold, they got into some other people and they went away after a while. I was lucky enough that I got to see Shawn Michaels from pretty much the time I was a baby. And when he was in the rockers all the way to 98, you know, he took a break for about four years and then he had arguably a better second run from 2002 to 2010. Then he did his first run. So I was I was really blessed as a wrestling fan to, you know, that my favorite wrestler was around for a while. And, you know, even now I'm about to turn 30 and he just wrestled the match. He's crazy. That's crazy to think about. You know, he's what, 53 years old and he just wrestled the match. And I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, you look at my favorites in life and they're guys who maybe shouldn't have made it. You know, guys who have been told they, they might be too small or too this or too that, and they continue to defy the odds, you know? So, so I think that's the philosophy I live my life at. And I'm like, you know, about to turn 30, just started a, a wrestling podcast. 
you know, people are like, oh, there's 50 million wrestling podcasts in the world. And I'm like, okay, but ours is different. Ours is good. And I don't mean that as a diss to other wrestling podcasts, but it's just the confidence I have is like, I don't, you know, give a crap about it, To me, it's like, I, I'm not scared of our content in terms of our podcast. I'm like, we got it. Like, I know we have it. It's about getting the people to listen to us and taking a chance on us. That's the part that scares me, you know, because once they listen to us, I feel like they're hooked. So. Oh, yeah. So you're coming up and you like John Michaels. Uh, were there, and you mentioned Bret Hart. Uh, were there any other sort of wrestlers at that time that you were sort of drawn to or that you were into? Um, maybe for the wrestling skills or, you know, their presentation? Um, uh, Razor Ramon. I really like Scott Hall at that time. Um, around 94, I had discovered WCW and I really knew it was a, a far second to the WWF. I was always a WWF fan, but you know, around 96, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, you know, Razor and Diesel go to WCW. And so that opened me up to a whole plethora of wrestling that I hadn't experienced before. Cause now I was really paying attention to the, to WCW. So they got me cause they were like, you know, here, oh, my WWF guys are going to WCW. Now, something interesting to note, I never understood that that storyline was supposed to be portrayed as WWF invading WCW. I always just was like, oh, their contracts must have finished and they're going to WCW now. So I never got to really experience it. Like, oh my God, you know, this WWF is coming for WCW. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I was a smart kid, but like, I just understood that I'm like, nah, they can't. They can't be working for the WWF and if they're in WCW. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So what did you, since you sort of, you're able to see, I guess, sort of the early Shawn Michaels up through to now, um, what did you think about sort of, you know, ECW and the Attitude Era so, compared to, you know, when you started watching as a really young kid, sort of compared to right. um, like now? That's when my parents got a little critical of wrestling because they were like, you know, you know, this isn't the wrestling that we grew up with or had you grow up with, and we almost don't want you to watch it now. Um, you know, we had a, just admittedly, we had an illegal cable box. So I used to watch um, all the pay-per-views. You know, one week was WWF, the next week was WCW, and then the following week would be ECW. So this is around 97. They were on, on demand. Uh, in demand, sorry. And uh, I was watching the ECW pay-per-view, my parent, my mom walks in specifically. Like, <laughs> I don't want you watching this crap because like, you know, I'm a kid. I don't understand. Like, it's like all this scantily clad women and violence and stuff. She's like, I don't want you watching this. This shit's real. You know, that's how she looked at it. She's like, this is, this is the real one. Like, it's like UFC, you know, back then when UFC was a lot more violent than it is now. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, I was kind of banned from watching ECW, uh, which is funny because then a year later, WWF turned into WWF Attitude, <laughs> and they started doing like the same shit just on you know a bigger platform. And uh, I used to sneak that. I mean, you know, it was wow. because it was so the you WWF. Had to sneak watching these I, shows, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say sneak because it was more so like I knew the content wouldn't be approved by my parents, but they also like if I told them like, "Hey, I'm going upstairs to watch," you know, Raw. They're like, "Oh, okay, it's Raw." Like, go watch it. So it was more so like, you know, I wouldn't watch it in the same room as them anymore. Like, I kind of knew, like, 
there were boundaries there, but I was also a little shit, and I was like, I'm gonna go watch it by myself, like, and sneak mm-hmm. it. Uh, but that was cool. At that time, I used to get to watch, you know, WWF and WCW. I mean, fans today don't know what that's like to be able to like watch live television and be able to flick between two channels and kind of catch the two products at the same time. It was really just an overload of senses, which is like why Raw pissed me off so much this week because it's like now it's just so like a chore to watch. Where back then it was like su- such must see TV that you had to like keep flicking channels to like catch all the action and hope the guy didn't miss anything. Right. Well, yeah, uh, seeing the prog now, um, you know, we went to that went like really PG. It seems like they're, you know, loosening up a little bit more. Do you think it's going to get sort of back to that attitude era type, you know, ECW type feel and then, you know, go back? Or do you think, you know, they'll kind of I don't I don't think it's somewhere in between. Is. I don't think it'll ever get back to that. I mean, it, the nineties were a different time. No, it doesn't need to, uh, you know, I'm going to give you the answer of like, a lot of people don't realize, like sometimes when I give you an answer, it's not necessarily because I, it's what I want. It's because what I, what I expect. So example, what do I want? I want the attitude era back. I want sex, drugs, rock and roll. I want the violence. I want all of that. But then, you know, the adult in me goes, I understand why that can never happen again. It portrayed women a certain way. That's not the world we live in now. I get that. Um, it really put, you know, athletes bodies on the line. Can't do that anymore. You know, you can't get these guys addicted to painkillers. Like it's, it's just, it was not worth it. Not only that WWE, you know, we said ratings aren't everything. You know, they have more sponsors than they ever had before. And the reason that is, is because they're kind of, you know, keeping it level. They're safe, you know, family entertainment in that sense. If they go back to, you know, women pulling out tits and middle fingers and this, it's like, who wants to be associated with that? Your brand, you as a business owner, do you want your brand associated with that? So I get it. Like, I get it. It's, you almost have to try to satisfy, find a nice, happy medium I get why WWF went or WWE, I'm sorry, went all the way PG, like as goody two shoes they went because they had to attract all the sponsors. And now they can kind of play a little bit and kind of once in a while, get outside the realm, you know, say the word bitch once in a while, you know? So I get it. I get it from a business aspect. I, I look at it from a fan aspect. And then I always look at it from a business aspect because you have to, you absolutely have to, you know, look at it from their point of view. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, I, whenever I would, you know, come over or when we, you know, first, you know, started hanging out and uh, I came over and I saw you had all the wrestling stuff on the wall and then you had all the, you know, the collection of different DVDs and stuff. And then uh, I saw you, you're on the computer, man, and you were pulling up forums. You had all the stuff. You're writing all the stuff in forums. I used to and run a forum. I used to yeah, actually run a forum. What was that <laughs> about, man? How did you get started with that? Um, so... There was a forums back in the day called Theme Titan, and uh, it was a cool place with uh, you know a lot of members you know from all over the world who just enjoyed wrestling, liked theme music, you know appreciated Jim Johnston's work, and appreciated Titantrons because back then you know I know we're a couple of years removed from it, but they used to display basically music videos for wrestlers on the big screen called Titantrons, and so you know I was part of a community where you know some people would make their own myself included. I have like a hard drive full of them 
that I used to make back when I was nine, 10, you know what I mean? Like that's how old I was. And, and I did a damn good job too. Like if I should say so myself, I had spawned, you know, some other people, you know, inspired some people to become Titantron makers themselves, you know, and there's, I see some people today still making them and it's so cool to see like that kind of continue on. Um, but yeah, we we had Theme Titan and then went to like OWO, which was like uh, another forums. Um, and then they got they kind of folded because of of egos. Like a lot of people kind of, you know, I know that's weird to say because it's an internet wrestling community, but it was just people like hacking the plays and saying like, oh, you know, if if you can't have that, if I can't have this, you can't have it. And eventually the whole forum just collapsed. So a guy on the on those forums his name's ant dogs the name might sound familiar because he's the guy that hosts our podcast so you know shout out to him still friends with him to this day and this was 2001 i'm talking about actually sorry this was 2005 that all of this happened but 2005 he hits me up he goes hey I, hey uh, i'm thinking about starting up another forums and i want you as an administrator i want you you know as as the head of it with me so okay i'm down now, back then, I don't give myself enough credit for it now, but like, I mean, it was a big deal. I was like, what, 15? And I knew how to code. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't know how to do it now. I promise you. <laughs> I, I lost all of that, but uh, I went in and I, I made all the PHP BB code and like I did everything. I created the entire forum. So, even though he was the namesake with the server, so that same server, ironically enough, that's where we host this podcast now. So, it all comes full circle. But, yeah, I created the forums. I did all the graphics. Uh, the graphics were actually, the, I remember the catchphrase was where egos are checked at the door because all those ego problems were like, we don't want that shit. And we started those forums to be like a placeholder until somebody else started another forum because we were just like, okay, we need we need something in the interim so these guys don't just you know go their own separate ways. Well, anyway... 2005 that's what that was started it didn't close to like 2016 like it was still active wow. like two years ago and it was like crazy to think like how long it lasted but it was funny because a lot of the members you know there was a couple that didn't like me and and they were like well, you, i don't even understand why you're head of these forums because like Ant, ants does everything and it's like i'm like i never said anything because that, that's the type of guy that i am like I never told them like anybody like, oh, well, I created everything. I did this. I did that. Yeah, I just hey, didn't take credit for it. I didn't. <laughs> You're like super dedicated, really a, a super fan, man. I, I saw, oh, I got to see a lot of the sort of Titantrons you made or, you know, custom Titantrons you, you uh, made. Um, I saw you doing a lot of video editing, man. You you were super quick with it, the video and the uh, audio editing. Um you're still doing some of that stuff now, which is, which is cool. Um, I mean, now I do it with the podcast, which is yeah. like almost like a, I don't want to say easy, but it's like a piece of cake compared to what I used to do because I used to have to edit colors and color schemes and find clips and do this. And it's really time consuming. Like it might take me two months to make a video because I was trying to like put together clips. I made one for Christian that I was really proud of. Actually it's on YouTube. So if you search as opposed to, and this is a Kenny for your thoughts podcast, but if you just search a Kenny for your thoughts, you'll actually find my other channel, which has about five, 600 subscribers um, for back in the day. And it has access to all my uh, Titantron videos. Not all of them, maybe just a handful actually, but you can see, you can see kind of what I made. <laughs> Check it out. 
it's good work, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and then subscribe uh, to the podcast page too. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, another cool thing that we used to do is uh, when we would play the uh, the wrestling games, the uh, like the old SmackDown games on PlayStation and stuff. And uh, later on, in the newer systems, we go in and edit. You know, create a wrestler. Right. And, you know, go know in and edit. Songs, yeah, throw throw them on creator wrestlers. I really I miss that to, that they've taken these games now, but yeah, man, it was the Xbox 360. Like you used to do custom music, and you know, I was a sound editor before I was a video editor. So I used to actually do like, let's say, RVD song. They'd release the full song on on WWE Forcible Entry. I used to go and make the WWE edit myself using the CD quality version because remember, you didn't have access to like. WWE version at the time, you know, so I used to go in and play with the EQ. So it would sound like it would in the arena. And then I would, you know, edit it to be what's called a WWE edit. And primarily what that means is like a five to 10 second intro tops right into the chorus. And then kind of like basically the hard hitting parts of the song. And so I used to do that. We used to get really creative, which was cool on the like SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Mm. Like Brandon would be like, oh, I'm going to play a dungeon character, which is why we joke about it. Like on the podcast, sometimes he's like, I'm going to play a dungeon character. So I would take like nine inch nails. Uh, what was the song? Brandon Closer? Yeah, Closer. Yeah. And then like, I remember I had you take a mic and maybe I actually no, didn't I use it on one of our episodes? If not, I'm, I'll put it as a theme song on this episode. Yeah, I wonder if we did. <laughs> you should get a song on this episode. Yeah. Screw it. Because <laughs> so you hear what I'm talking about. But it, it was basically I had Brandon with a microphone and I had him saying weird stuff. You know, well, I wasn't cueing you to say it. I was just like recording and you say what you want to say. And you were saying like chocolate lava and thunder cake and stuff. And I remember, you know, the way you are. You know, you're a perfectionist, if I if I should say so myself. You had me recording like six tracks. You're like, I want to do it again. I want to do it again. And finally, you know, I like to think I'm a good producer sometimes. And like, I can channel your talent like pretty well. I stopped you and I said, stop recording. That's it. And you didn't understand. And I put my headphones on and I just hit every channel. And I like just had it so that it went in the left ear and right out the right ear and, and stuff like that so it's like every random thing you said i edited together so it was like so creepy sounding it was like chocolate oh yeah like it was like doing all this weird stuff and i remember we heard it back and we we're just like holy shit it's perfect <laughs> and uh yeah so i'll put that, i'll put that as the track on on this episode so you can hear like the creepiness of that <laughs> it's the only safe way for me to express my bdsm fetishes yeah <laughs> right <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but anyhow i mean you don't you don't have any weird fetishes like that do you no i mean you're you're on the straight and narrow um no i guess not no <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was legitimately trying to think of one you know but well, i have a weird uh fetish for co-hosts who uh fall asleep and no, i'm just <laughs> So wait, what was uh one of your first live events uh, that you got to get to for wrestling? You know, I don't think I've even told you that, uh, which is funny. So you're about to learn something about me right now. Um, I remember there was a house show at Madison Square Garden, January '98. Didn't realize it was at the time, but it was going to be one of Shawn Michaels' last uh, appearances. This was like maybe a week or two before the Rumble where he ultimately got the back injury that ended his career. 
Um, so I think he fought Undertaker in a steel cage match, and uh, we were pretty high up, but I remember there was a damn good experience. Uh, my parents would always take me to wrestling events, but that one that one stands out to me. And uh, uh, I was lucky enough, like I said, I grew up in New York, so I was out some pretty pivotal uh, Raws and, and smacked, I guess Raws, uh, August 2000, uh, 26, 2002, uh, the night after SummerSlam 2002. So I got to see the hardcore title merged into the Intercontinental title. I got to see Brock Lesnar's last night on Raw because he went to SmackDown that night. Um, Kane returned that night, and I remember I calling something like I know it sounds stupid now, but as a you know twelve year old kid at the time, or thirteen year old kid at the time, it was I remember his promo played, and he they've been hyping his return for weeks, and it would say the fire still burns at the end. Well, this promo, it didn't say that at all. And I remember jumping up and down in my seat and like telling everyone in our section who would listen to me, I'm like, he's coming back tonight. He's coming back tonight. And everyone, everyone looks at me like, shut this kid up. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then it, again, it was just this feeling I got like, oh my God, he's coming out. Like I promise he's coming out. And then sure enough, like two seconds later, when out comes Kane returning with the half mask. Um, the next year I got to see Kane on mask. Uh, that was at Madison Square Garden too. Um, so I was live in attendance for that raw. And what was really cool about that one was that that was also Goldberg's first appearance at Madison square garden. But what was cool about Kane unmasking is that I don't know how we got away with it, but we were like row 13. I want to say row 13. Like we were pretty damn close. Well, he's about to go unmask, and my friends and I, I was with uh, my friend Keyshawn and my friend Kevin. So shout out to them. Um, we ran to the front row. We were almost like second row. Like we were right behind the front row and no security, no security stopped us. Nobody. I don't think they saw it. And so we were there like really close when, when all of that was happening and uh, the pyro hits, which is maybe the loudest of his career. And I mean, we like literally threw our heads back because it was like just so engulfing. Um, so that was a cool moment. So those, those were some that I got to see as a kid in New York. Very nice, man. How's it like, you know, moving from that wrestling hotbed, you know, down south? Do you want me to be to, honest? To our very own wrestling hotbed. Do you want me to be honest? Uh, yeah. Different feel. Tampa, Tampa's nothing compared to New York in terms of wrestling crowd. Um, you know, a lot of people in, in a lot of people in Tampa sit on their hands, man. Like I hate to say it, but they sit on their hands, and it's a different crowd. I feel I almost feel like I stand out in the crowd, like in the sense of like I, I'm one of the real fans in the crowd. Um, in New York, everybody's one of those. Everybody's a dirt sheet reader. Everybody's like a smart crowd. Um, you know, so it's one of those where I feel like if I showed up and said, "Hey, I got a wrestling podcast," like everybody would check it out. Whereas in Tampa, they'd be like, "You got the wrestling podcast?" <laughs> but um. No, it it doesn't compare, man. Like New York, New York, uh, Madison Square Garden. I wanted to tell this to Wesley last week when you saw about the sta Staples Center crowd. I was like, uh, it doesn't compare to Madison Square Garden. I promise you. Oh, we got a little New York versus L.A. going on here. <laughs> Who will no represent L.A. or New York? The true <laughs> wrestling marks. You know what? We're gonna represent here in Tampa. All right. We got we got a good crowd here. You know, we got the history here. You know, that's the difference. History? What what are you talking about? You got the ninety five uh, rumble Sean where Shawn Michaels won actually, ironically enough, but 
What, what, what do you got from the 95 Rumble when, uh, was it well done? What's his, what, oh my God, what's his name? Timothy Well, when he just hit the ropes and bounced around a couple times like a fish? That's Tampa's claim to fame? You know what? We got, we got the real passionate ones down here. But actually, let me take over your show for a second. I'm going to look everyone in the eyes right now. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to post this on our social media. Yeah. Do you want to, because I reference it a lot. Do you want to see us talk about old school wrestling? Is that something that you want to hear? Should we do like one or two a month where we talk about old school wrestling? And and what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear about the golden era? Do you want to hear about the attitude era? Um, let me know. Do you want to, us to deviate from current wrestling and talk a little bit old school wrestling? And back to a Brandon for your thoughts. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I like the sound of that, Brandon, for your thoughts. You know. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I know what I'm thinking about right now. I just uh, you know, go. I think I'm gonna rename the show, call it the brand split. And just be like you. Yeah, that was brilliant. I've thought about this already, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. So uh how many sort of WrestleManias have you been to, man? <laughs> you know the answer to this. You've been to most of them with me. Um, but you know, for anyone who doesn't know, like I'll count it off right now. Uh, my first WrestleMania was WrestleMania 24, um, in Orlando. Uh, cool story actually was that I wasn't supposed to go. I wasn't supposed to go. My friend, Kevin, actually, I just mentioned him. He he's from New York. He calls me up and he says, Hey man, uh, weird question. I got an extra ticket for WrestleMania. You want to go? I'm like, let me think about hell. Yeah. Of course, I want to go to WrestleMania. What the fuck? What are you asking me if I want to go to WrestleMania? So he was going to fly in Orlando, but he's such a freaking trooper. So what he did was he flew into Tampa instead and then jumped in a car with me and we drove to Orlando so that I wouldn't have to drive by myself. Uh, so that's a true friend right there, man. Uh, so anyway, we drove to Orlando, met a couple of his friends. Uh, give a shout out to them right now. It was the first time I ever met uh, John and Moses. Uh, John is a huge wrestling fan. He's probably the biggest wrestling fan I've ever met in my life. We should probably have him on one day, actually, because he could probably school my ass in wrestling. Let's do it. Um, but met them, and uh, we went to we went to WrestleMania 24. So I mean, I got to see Shawn Michaels retire, Ric Flair. Like, Damn. you know, that was that was that WrestleMania. I mean, such such a good WrestleMania. Like, I'll never ever top the feeling of my first WrestleMania. Uh, it was awesome. But anyway. Fast forward about, you know, every year they invited me after that. They're like, come to WrestleMania. But I'm like, no, I don't have the money to do it. I don't want to do it. And then, you know, we fast forward to WrestleMania 28. I was dating, uh, actually, my now fiance at the time, my girlfriend at the time. Look at this guy. Look at this um, guy. You know, she gave me advice, and I've told her this before. It it stuck with me. Uh, Up until that point, I'd been like, oh, money, money, money. Like, I can't do it because of money issues or, you know, whatever and i'll never forget like i had just come home from work and i'm probably promised this is related to wrestlemania i come home from work and i was like ah you know wrestlemania is in miami and i wish i could go and she's like well why can't you and i was like oh the cost a lot she goes you have the money you have a good paying job i was like yeah but you know i don't want to and she goes is this something you want to do i said yeah she goes then why not? Why not do it? The the money will come and go, but the memories are what's going to last forever. And I, that advice like stuck with me in so so many ways, and it's actually what set me off into going to like so many WrestleManias after that. 
So my ass goes and finds a ticket right in front of their seats, buys it last minute. I bought a plane ticket. Listen to this. Gas was so expensive at the time. I had an SUV that it actually was cheaper to buy a plane ticket to Miami, which is only four hours away from Tampa, by the way. It was cheaper to buy a plane ticket and show up in South Beach than it was to actually drive my car down. So I bought the plane ticket, jumped on a plane for half an hour, which is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, showed up in Miami and slept on the floor. Like they didn't, I, I didn't buy a hotel room. They were, they all had their room and I slept on the floor. Like, and I'm talking about like hardwood floor. Like it wasn't comfortable. It was just, I slept there, but I was like, I'm going to freaking WrestleMania, which let's fast forward. I skipped 29, which is stupid because it was in New York and I'm from New York. So I had free room and board, but I don't remember why I'm at probably financial reasons. I didn't, I didn't go. Leads us to one of the best experiences that I've ever had, which was I got to go to WrestleMania with you at WrestleMania 30. And I mean that Aww. because it was, um, it was so cool. What we did, we jumped in a car, we jumped in my little Ford focus at the time and we drove our asses nine hours to <laughs> Uh, New Orleans, which was shit, by the way. That, because, yeah. First of all, like, yeah, <laughs> I, we, hours I don't know if you remember the original plan. And I'm, 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 I'm going to get out of kayfabe right now. And I'm going to shoot with you right now because I, I give you shit for it. But in reality, what happened was I had told you we we're going to split the drive. Like, and then every time you asked me, and this is the part where I'm breaking kayfabe here. But every time you asked me and I'm admitting that you asked me, hey, do you want me to take over? I said, no, nah, I got it. And so I drove the entire nine hours. We didn't, I think we stopped like at a gas station once and I drove the entire way. I was so amped on freaking, that's how much of a fan I am. I guess it's like, I was so amped to go to WrestleMania that it just, the drive didn't seem like anything to me. And, you know, we got there, we valeted the car and we walked everywhere because our hotel was a block away from the stadium, which was so freaking cool. We got to like walk everywhere to, we got to walk to WrestleMania. Oh man. It was like one of those experiences I look like that was one of the best experiences like forget wrestlemania new orleans and just the atmosphere it was it was great man i can't believe we did that now like thinking back to it right i feel like such an old man now like i can't even, i can't imagine doing that um you know a sidebar i do think we should do i had a suggestion from a friend and listener of this podcast that we should talk about like do episodes about our experiences at these wrestlemanias so that's what i'm kind of being vague on a little bit oh, yeah yeah but yeah maybe we'd, we'll throw those in and uh instead of just touching on current events we'll talk about our unique perspectives of those events um but anyway we we went to wrestlemania 31 uh as well the next year we went it was in california we stayed at my sister's house and we went to 31 uh we went to 32 in texas which was a that's uh, going to be a unique episode to talk about that was so much debauchery happened that i don't know if we probably get kicked off the air and I, it it's pretty much because of brandon so thanks brandon um hey we made it back safe <laughs> and then my personal favorite is 33 because i think i've touched on it before but my daughter was born two days before and then we i was gonna sell the tickets and then my fiance is like hey go 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 have fun like she's like my mom's gonna be here like we'll, it'll be fine I'm like all right so one of one of if not the best weekends of my life because i got to see my daughter be born and also go to a wrestlemania like that was perfect life accomplishment i could have died happy that weekend um didn't go to 34 but we are planning i think you tell me to go to 35 so let's see 
We shall see, man. We might have to do it. Just for the, just to keep the streak alive. What streak? We, <laughs> we skipped 34 already. Oh, wait. Damn it. The streak Don't worry about that has, okay. is broken. Look, look at the shirt. It says, eat, sleep, break the streak. That's what we did. That's what we did. We I had to do sleeping. it. You were the sleeping, and then we broke the streak at 34. Now, um, if, if you were, you know, going to be a wrestler or you know oh, wow. about training for it uh sort of what would be your gimmick uh who do you think you model yourself after maybe even this is probably the hardest question you asked me and I, I truly mean that like all jokes aside um admittedly one thing i have a problem with you've been in the room with me when we have our friends over we have cody we have jared other people and i can write them a theme song I can come up with a gimmick, just throw them out, like, you know, throw everything out and give you as well. I give you a gimmick. Let's go. This is what you should do. This is this, this. The problem with me is no one will believe me because I seem like an extrovert. I'm kind of not. I'm kind of a humble guy. I don't, I don't want to say I don't think much of myself, but like, I just think I'm a normal guy. And I can't come up with a gimmick for myself. Uh, I've had other people try. They're like, oh, have you like this Randy Orton legend killer kind of character? And I'm like, I don't see myself doing that. Like, I don't see myself like that good looking guy that can pull that off, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's a hard question that you just asked me because it's like, I've sat there and thought, you know, we've had discussions. I Like, maybe I'm going to go train to be a wrestler. Like, it'd be cool. I want to do it, you know? <laughs> But I'm like, what, what would my gimmick be? Would I be like a CM Punk? You know, like, the world. I think to me, like, I would just be like that normal kind of guy that can just talk shit and kind of back it up kind of thing. But I don't know. I'm also a guy who's like open to, to hear what character you'd want me to play and, you know, what, how I can, like, I'll say it like this. As a talent, I would feel so happy to try somebody's idea and, and like give it my all. And um, I think the best part is being able to play a character. I just can't think of one for myself. Dude, that's interesting, man. Uh, not even, not even a theme. Do you, do you have like a theme song you think you would use though? And that's the thing. It's like, there's just so much like, out there. There's so much out there. I can, I can think of 50 songs I'd want to use, but it's like, what character would I be playing to use them? Like if I was just like, like every character I've given myself has been like a happy go lucky baby face. I'm almost like, yeah, and like, <laughs> I feel like I can't play that character because of kind of, you know, I need more of a multifaceted character, but at the same time, like no one, no one, and I've had friends try, no one's been able to give me a gimmick. So can you fans on Instagram, can you give me a gimmick? What would I play? Book this guy. Book it. Gimmick. Book it. Damn it. Let <laughs> me get this guy somewhere. Yeah, like, like, do you see? Do you see? You maybe would like to like write maybe wrestling shows. Maybe if you if you weren't talent, maybe you know, make. Do you think you could do that? Maybe write gimmicks for people. You know, yes. maybe write it. Write shows. You know, write an episode. I think so. I'm I'm not Dusty Rhodes by any stretch of the imagination, but I'd like to think that I'm able to tap into 
like, look, I'll use you as an example. And again, I'm shooting from the hip here. We're talking about music, right? I, I think you're the most talented musician I've ever met. The only thing that I've always noticed when we go to record is that you don't know how to tap into some of your talents. And so I used to, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I used to almost be prideful in the fact that like, I would like hand you a microphone and say, why don't you try this? And then you'd nail it. And then I would say, why don't you do this or try it this way? And then you'd nail it. So I don't give myself credit for that. You're ultimately the talent that was able to do it. But I'd like to think that, you know, I knew how to talk to you and almost channel your energies the right way. And I appreciate it, by the way, I know the fans can't see it right now because you're not on camera, but you are nodding. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd like to think I'm able to, you know, look in at my friends or look at a person and tap into what makes them the best version of them, if that makes sense. So like, it would be cool to be like, okay, you know, because I feel like you can't look at one guy and go, this is what the gimmick you should play. You, you might look at another guy and go, okay, I don't need to teach him about promos, but what I need to teach him about is how to be comfortable portraying something with his eyes. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I feel like the creative process is different uh, for everyone and you have to tap into what makes that person want to be creative because we're all different. Dude, I think he'd make a fantastic, like Leo Rush type manager. Just kill it. <laughs> My man. Hey, hello. My man, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Brandon so. looks like crap. He smells like <laughs> crap. He is crap. Oh man. Oh dang man. No. The, uh, so, what's your favorite like wrestling sort of gimmick or match type or you know event? Man, you know, it, uh, kudos to you, man. I, I, you're actually stumping me on a lot of these because it's stuff I don't think about. Like, um, I'm such a huge wrestling fan that I, I don't really have. I haven't really thought about it. No, no, I actually, no, I, I got an answer for you. My favorite match type is the Royal Rumble. Absolutely. Um, the Royal Rumble, uh, I happen to share a birthday with Pat Patterson. His birthday is January 19th. So is mine. The Rumble is in January. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that it's my favorite event because it's just like, I, I love it. It's right near my birthday. It's always got surprises. And, you know, Michelle Michaels, when he went back a number one to, and to win it in 1995, it was absolutely amazing to watch. Um, and it's steadily been my favorite since then. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I love the Royal Rumble. It's one of those events and you've been in the room with me. It's like, you can almost see my demeanor change. Uh, like usually I'm kind of laid back when I'm watching wrestling and I'm almost observing like a Dave Meltzer. I'm like, hmm, yes, I like this. This is good. This is what, uh, <laughs> But with the rumble, I'm like on the edge of my seat, like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to, oh man. Like I, it, it almost be, it, it's, it becomes real to me. Damn it. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's the one event that makes me feel like a little kid uh, again. Uh, I, I lose the, you know, the smark in me and I just become a fan of just like watching the, the clusterfuck that is the Royal rumble, you know, you've actually gone out of your way to sort of make 
quick trips just to go see the rumble and then have to like fly back. Bring that up. Uh, what you're talking about is uh, the rumble 2015. Um, yeah. So, and you'll understand at the end why I felt stupid for it. It wasn't foregoing. It was the next year that made me feel stupid. So 2015, I'm 26 years old. I realized I've been to all these WrestleManias and I haven't been to one freaking Royal Rumble and it's my favorite event. And you know what? Damn it. Again, it goes back to the advice my girlfriend at the time had given me. Memories over money. So I'm like, I'm going to go to freaking the Royal Rumble. I don't care if I go by myself. Now, the original plan was for me to meet up a friend. I had two tickets uh, to the Royal Rumble, pretty good seats. Uh, and I was meeting up a friend who happened to live in Philly. Now, the unfortunate part, that friend's dad um, had a heart attack that weekend. And so obviously couldn't make it. So I said, you know what? I'm still going by myself. I was going to sell my ticket. And I said, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go by myself and I'm going to have fun. So I go. I fly into Philly. Don't have a hotel room, nothing like that. I don't even have transportation to go. So I'm like, I'm going to get an Uber or whatever and jump, you know, jump in a cab, whatever, go to the event. While I'm on the plane, I'm on Facebook. And I see John, you might remember that name. He was a friend of a friend from WrestleMania 24. Um, I see John saying, I'm driving from New York to Philly to go to the Rumble by myself. As soon as I touch down, I call John. It's just, again, how fate works out. I call John. I said, John, listen. Or maybe I made Facebook message to him uh, telling him what was up, something like that. But um, I basically told him, John. Listen, I'm flying into Philly. I got an extra ticket because he had a ticket like up in the boondocks. Like he was far. I had closed seats and I, and obviously my friend couldn't go who, you know, his dad had a heart attack. So I'm like, Hey, listen, pick me up from the airport. If you can, we'll go to the event. You'll have the ticket for free. Sell yours. And so he did, he sold his, I had the ticket uh, for him. So we, we go to the event. And if y'all don't remember that event, it was uh, the one Roman reigns one and boot him out of the building. But yeah, so I mean, without going into a huge spiel, basically, he takes me back to the airport afterwards. I sleep on a bench like right inside the airport, and it was snowing outside, so it was freezing. And my flight was at six a.m. because you know, again, I didn't have a hotel room, and at that point, I was like, ah, I wish, like, I wish I had transportation to go find a hotel room, but I didn't. And I flew my ass back to Tampa, and I was so proud of myself because I was like, I went to a rumble. And then the next year they announced that it's in Orlando, which is an hour away from Tampa. So we went, me and you went to that one. And that's why I felt stupid because the next year they were like, we're coming to Orlando. And I was like, well, if I just waited one more freaking year, I wouldn't have to put myself through all of that uh, to go to Philly. But at the same time, it's like you look back and again, memories. I'm like, I'm really happy I did that because it was such a, it's like one of those things, like you said, like, I can't believe we drove nine hours. I can't believe I flew into Philly, went to the Rumble, slept at an airport, and then flew right back home in the span of like 12 hours. Unbelievable, man. This guy is a super fan, ladies and gentlemen. He's got hard drives full of bulging biceps. <laughs> you know, half clips. This guy is driving around from here to Philly to New Orleans and back. I mean, he's been watching it since he was, you know, in the womb. This guy is the real deal, man. 
this ain't no like fly by night kind of guy. All right. He's about his wrestling. Legit. Yeah, man. And and in terms of this podcast, we're only tapping into just a little bit of what I know about professional wrestling. So, you know, we might have to branch out a little bit. Like I said, do some old school episodes and, and definitely let's talk about some of the experiences of WrestleMania because we have some pretty hilarious memories as well as some pretty cool memories from those WrestleManias. So I think we should do it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll throw in a, just a couple more to, to wrap it up. Um, who was your sort of favorite, maybe male and female roster, uh, female wrestler on the roster uh, currently? Uh, currently, um, male is AJ Styles. Um, just because, you know, I've been following his career since 2002. Um, and again, he's a guy that shouldn't, doesn't look like he should make it. He's all of five eight, I think, in real life. I think they say he's five eleven. Are case. you taller than AJ Styles? I'm like five eight, five nine, somewhere in that realm. Um okay. legitimately. So um WWE would probably list me as five eleven, six foot. <laughs> like, I, like I don't know how that's humanly possible, but um but yeah, so so AJ Styles just made me believe like oh I could I could do this, not just in wrestling, but like what am I giving myself an excuse? If AJ Styles can make it to the WWE in two, in, at the age of 38 years old, in the Rumble that we saw, by the way, we were we were there live at Wrestle. I'm um, sorry, at Royal Rumble 2016. Like I said, indeed. And man, I mean, you could you can probably tell everybody about my reaction to him coming out because it was just like, holy crap! I can't believe it's happening. It's actually happening, and uh, that meant the world to me. It kind of gave it, it kind of made me go, well, I shouldn't have an excuse for myself in life in general. Because I was going through some stuff at that time. You know what I mean? And uh, it just gave me hope. I was like, you know, put your mind to it and things can happen. So I st- I'm still of that ma- mindset. And I think indirectly AJ Styles debuting in WWE is what led me to, you know, start a podcast and do these things that I was just like, oh, nobody would want to listen to that. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Everyone, like, I'll make something of this. Damn it, we're going to have t-shirts by next week. Because he eat, cares, damn it. Eat streak break the sleep for brandon <laughs> uh oh yeah so who, who's your favorite uh, female currently i'm oh, sorry yeah i didn't i didn't answer that one um i want to say alexa bliss man just because uh, uh yeah i want to say alexa bliss which is a weird answer i feel like i no 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 it's becky lidge and 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 not just because of uh just because of what happened recently. I think I've always been a Becky Lynch fan since NXT. Um, between her and Alexa Bliss, I always saw something in them. And uh, Becky Lynch specifically, I was just like, I was just like, God, she's hot. That's pretty much what happened at first. I was like, she's perfect. And then for, so for her to have like the best wrestling character too on top of it, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Alexa Bliss, the reason I mentioned her was because, you know, she doesn't come from a wrestling background. And I think she has all the tools. She has the promo ability and stuff. And and everyone, I don't. It's so funny. The internet wrestling community is so fickle. They're like, "Oh, Alexa Bliss is shit." It's like, why is she shit for? Because she's a good wrestler. Because she can cut the best promo in the women's division. Like, what? What? What is she shit for? I'm sure AC from New York right now is just seething right now because he's probably like, "Alexa Bliss is shit. She doesn't. She's trash." Yeah. So. AC from New York. Who is your favorite female wrestler? None of them. 
because I don't like anybody. WWE's trash. You let us know. Give us some solid answers. The world wants to know. And hell, maybe maybe come on this podcast one day. That's right. How about that? I don't just have to have guests that I like. Why don't you come on? We can interview you <laughs> on a Brandon for your thoughts because Brandon's taken over. That's right. I've taken over the whole world, man. One podcast <laughs> at a time. All right. Well, we've got a little bit. I'm sure I'll think of something else. Maybe we'll, we'll have to do this again. And I'll uh, try to delve into the mind of the Kenny to figure out that's what's cool. going I didn't on. In to be interviewed, man. So yeah. I mean, that's uh, that was cool. I thought we were going to just talk some wrestling and then turn into an interview segment for me. Hopefully, I did your questions justice, my friend. Yeah, I, I probably got more, and when when they come to me, though, I'll have to ask you about it later on. But uh, I'll try to do it again. Five, like Booker T would ask me my fave five. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. Well, I did ask you your favorite right now. Maybe I should. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll just. What the hell? Give me, give me your fave five all time. I've never thought about it. I, I, I have a top three. Okay. Um, but I'll give you two more. Uh, Shawn Michaels, by far. Uh. Number two, uh, AJ Styles, but he's only moved into that number two spot because he's active right now. Uh, number three, and like I said, interchangeable AJ Styles are very close. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, same reasons. I just really identified with Eddie. I used to try to like color my hair blonde like his and do his hairstyle. I used to have long hair, but I originally cut it um, to mimic Eddie Guerrero and you know frosted tips and all that crap. Yeah. Uh, so Eddie Guerrero meant 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 a lot to me, man. And it so broke my heart. I mean, I'm sure you can tell, like right now, broke my heart when he passed uh, in 2005 because he was on, he was still in his prime and he was still my hero at the time. It's kind of like AJ Styles passing right now. Like it would just be like, wait, what? Right. You know what I mean, like it would just break my heart. Um, not to say there's ever a good time for you know someone to pass away. Um, but you know, number four and five, I've never really considered. Um, I guess I got to put Bret Hart in there because Bret Hart, you know, was one of my favorites. Um, and then I would say, well, no, I'd probably put Bret Hart five. I'll throw somebody else in. Uh, The Rock. The Rock would be my number four. Uh, and a lot of people don't hear that from me. I don't talk about The Rock being my favorite favorite because I think it's cliche, like talk about Rock and Austin. I kind of shy away from the Attitude Era. I shy away from The Rock and I shy away from Steve Austin because um, everybody says everybody and their mother says those answers. Mm -hmm. So I think like I, I shy away from it. But The Rock, uh, The Rock was easily my number four because he was just the best promo in the business. And uh, I don't think anybody holds a candle to him. Not even Austin. And that says a lot. Like he just the wit on that guy. Like you can't teach the facial expressions. Like the way he would just like you know be talking about somebody and be like a sneer just like like <laughs> sneer and like his upper lip and when he's talking like piece of trash. It's like you can't teach that. Like you knew you knew that guy could laugh. be an Say it again. I wonder if he was doing it like to try not to laugh. Like there's segments. He could have been, but he did a good job. Like and that's one of those guys you could say you could look at him and go, he could be a good actor. And yes. He ended up oh, yeah. becoming a good actor. So, so there's my fave five, and probably Booker T would be like number six, ironically enough. The sixth man, <laughs> ironically, the five third man, Brandon. <laughs> Do you even All know right. what that is? I said that at the beginning of the episode. Do you even know what that means? 
uh, no, what was that in, in reference to? <laughs> so uh, there was a rumor. Um, I don't, it's so stupid. It's been like, you know, proved that it's very stupid and wasn't supposed to happen. But there was a rumor for some reason that when WCW was doing the NWO angle and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash um, were coming in and they were looking for the third man that, that uh, WCW was trying to sign Mabel, <laughs> to be the third man. And I'm sure Eric Bischoff himself can tell you like Mabel was never supposed to be a third man. And if he was WCW would have been dead. Like that would have been it. <laughs> so um, yeah, I was surprised you didn't ask me what, what I meant by that. <laughs> that's awesome I'm glad you're able to explain it so, news... so can I can I take my podcast back yes you may alright can he follow your thoughts alright guys so that was episode 12 of I guess a Brandon for your thoughts this week so Brandon how'd you think you did I think I did awful but <laughs> He had a lot of really good answers, so I think he saved the segment. Cool. Yeah, honestly, that was cool. I was, and I didn't expect to be talking about myself. I, I expected, you know, just to throw it to you and see what happens, and, and we end up talking about me. So, my favorite subject. So, thank you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you knocked it out of the park. But I figure, hey, this is the weirdest week in wrestling. Why not have the weirdest week in our podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> mix it up a little bit. Mix it up like your check soda. That's right, man. Brandon, uh, how can we never know how to end these damn podcasts? It always becomes like an awkward, like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> no, sweetie, you hang up. You know, I'm just going to check out Carrie's saying pictures, man. I'm going to sleep well tonight. I, I had to edit out your whole rant about her last week on uh, episode 11. So, Oh, man. I don't even know what to do this week because it's technically your show, so I can't edit anything out. Yeah. I think <laughs> we just keep it in there, man. Let it follow where it does. And on that note, I guess we should go home on the Big League podcast. Episode 12 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. That's right, man. I'd shake your hand, but I'm over here. And you're over there. But shake my hand, Brandon. Shake my hand. Is that good? <laughs> no? <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 12 of a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Please go like us on Instagram, and that's Instagram.com slash a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Be sure to check out the YouTube version, the video version of this podcast, every Sunday. Premieres at 6 p.m. where you can actually chat live with the guys. So 6 p.m., Subscribe to our YouTube. Check us out on our streaming platforms, that being Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, what else are we on? Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. Are we on anything else, Brandon? Uh, Google. The Google. The Google. The Google Play Music. Pretty much your favorite streaming app. We're there. Who doesn't and, want to talk to this guy at 6 o'clock? You know? That's what are I'm you asking. admitting that it's not you that they're talking to? <laughs> That Probably Brandon, this, this week it's your episode. You got to chat with everybody live on Sunday at 6 p.m. Uh, no. So on that note, Brandon will see you at 6 p.m. on Sunday on YouTube. Maybe. Possibly.